listening to this oh, song. Song it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I do. Maybe we could do an uh, an episode with just the song. That would be dope. But you gotta make it longer. I know. I have to do a whole with some song. words and stuff. I have to make a whole song. Spoken word. Ooh, like some slam poetry. Mm, yeah. Yes. I love that. <laughs> my back. I got this like crook in my back. Hey, David. How do you see all those people? They come up and see when I watch it. Live chat. Tap comments. Oh, I think I put the comments away so I don't get distracted. Okay, guys, we are back on episode 18. Episode 18. Wow. We're going to do a celebration for like the 20th or something. Yeah. That would be cool. Maybe that's our first street podcast. Where we go around. Well, I don't know. We gotta see how hot awesome. it is first. It is very hot. hot. It's super hot. So today we are gonna cover. We have covered this before, but maybe not as in depth. And I feel like this is such a hot topic um, on all platforms. And then there's the life in general, dealing with other people and, and having relationships with other people. It's important to, I guess, kind of like be as educated as you can be about certain kinds of people because they're, they got some challenges. They're yeah. A little, they're a little different. And if you're not aware, then you'll get sucked in and you don't know and then you're in like a really long relationship with a terrible human. So we're just going to give like a few, um, you know, yeah. Pointers. Uh-huh. How not to get sucked in. Yeah, so um, I wanted to kind of start off with what do narcissistic people look for in others? Like, what are they seeking out um, and, and why? And then we'll cover different aspects of that, and then we'll also cover ways to, um, like, be aware of red flags or to avoid individuals with these kind of more negative uh, personality traits mm-hmm. so that we don't get we don't get burned. Because I think most people have been burned by a narcissist in their life. So, I know I have. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. So um, there's an introduction to narcissistic personality traits, and I want to go over that with you now. So narcissistic individuals possess a unique set of personality traits that shape their interactions and relationships with others. Understanding what narcissistic people look for in others can shed light on their motivations and their behavior. This article, well, this, what we're going to read, is delves into the intriguing world of narcissism, exploring the allure of admiration, the constant need for validation, the tendency to exploit others, and the cycle of idealization and devaluation. By examining this, we can gain a deeper understanding of why narcissistic individuals seek certain qualities in their interactions and how this impacts their relationships. So... Let's jump right in. Understanding narcissism, first and foremost. Oh, you like my dress, Terry? Thank you. <laughs> it's very bright. It is. It's and it definitely complements the tan. And I went to Home Depot and I was like, I'm in Home Depot orange in Home Depot. <laughs> so, narcissism is a term that gets thrown around a lot these days, right? What exactly does it mean? At its core, narcissism is a personality trait characterized by an inflated sense of self-importance, a deep need for admiration, and a lack of empathy for others. 
while we all have a little bit of self-love, which is good and natural, the narcissistic individuals take it to a whole other level. So there's variations of these narcissistic traits. Let's jump right in. It's not a one-size-fits-all narcissism. Katie's got like a list yeah, I'm of different types of narcissism. What you got? Um, like you want me to read them all? Yeah, bro. Okay, well, hold on. Alright, so the first one that was on the list when I googled it was healthy narcissism. And I actually don't have the definition for that just yet. Okay. But healthy narcissism is related to self-esteem and self-worth, but it's not exactly the same. It's taking pleasure in one's beauty. Unlike typical narcissists, those with healthy narcissism do not exploit others to fulfill their needs, and possessing traits associated with this can actually be helpful. Hmm. Okay, let's dig into that one a little bit more um, after we read these other ones. Okay. So then there's grandiosa narcissism. A substantial body of research has documented that grandioso... I don't know if I'm even saying that right. What is going on with my mic? Okay. There's a funny face for Corey if he's watching. Um, Corey, uh, Dufresne. Remember when he's like, y'all make some funny faces. And like, yeah. There's a lot of things I didn't realize about myself until we started doing this. I'm like, look, my lip does. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, a substantial body of research has documented that grandiose narcissists are characterized by high self-esteem, a sense of personal superiority, entitlement, overconfidence, a willingness to exploit others for self-gain, hostility, and aggression when challenged. Then there's the vulnerable narcissist, also known as covert narcissist. Covert narcissism, covert narcissism, also... Oh, I just is the more introverted side of NPD. A covert narcissist experiences the same insecurities as an overt narcissist, but internalizes their self-importance, often while hyper-focusing on their need for attention. Then there's the malignant narcissist. This one's kind of, like, I feel like maybe the worst. Um, Is a personality type... Like a malignant tumor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a personality type that causes extreme narcissism, aggression, and sometimes abuse of others. A person may use manipulative means or violence to enhance their own sense of well-being. Then there's sexual narcissism. Also known as sexual entitlement is a pattern of sexual preoccupation with interactions being characterized by egocentric centricism. Wow. Somatic narcissism. Somatic narcissists crave attention based on their physical appearance and are often competitive about the way they look. This may result in the procuring personal feelings of worth from their physique. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. 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 I feel like I know what I'm doing. I was naming them in your head. <laughs> and then, um, uh, cerebral narcissists. Cerebral narcissists are those who have been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and whose symptoms present within their intellectual confidence and pretentious attitude. They tend to be egocentric, use their intelligence against others, and downplay others' intellectual abilities. I know that one too. Um, And then there's spiritual narcissists. 
spiritual narcissists boast about their spiritual or religious endeavors, including practices such as yoga, prayer, meditation, <laughs> or knowledge of spiritual texts. Their presumption of superiority leads them to treat others with condensation. I didn't, I didn't say that right. No, condensation is... Yes, I know. I know. So, condescending? Yes, condescending. Condescension. Condescension. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm still learning to read. <laughs> but, t- to be honest, before today, I didn't realize... I mean, I knew that there was malignant narcissism and covert yeah. narcissists. And I feel like a lot of with a covert narcissist, they are able to present a facade to the majority of people who interact with them. Correct. And other people who aren't as close with them or who don't have as intricate involvement in their life, they don't really know them. So right. they just see them as this great person. Yeah. But the people who know them really well are like, yeah. Nah, the other person that yes. he is, who they are behind closed doors. Yeah. And we say he or she. She. she in my experience. very much I, a I, she's too. Yes. I've dealt with both female and male. I, I still know them. <laughs> to, to this day. I'm forever connected. So. <laughs> One thing that's going to remain true about all of these narcissists is that they have a constant craving for praise and attention. So they're going to get admiration. Like they're going to do things and behave a certain way, like you say, in order to garner praise, attention, admiration. They constantly crave it. They're like existence depends on it. Yeah. So whether it's through in-person compliments, social media likes, shares, um, public recognition, they thrive on that attention and adoration that they receive from others. Which Meanwhile, I'm like, don't look at me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm invisible. I'm just on the podcast. And then I'm now. Yeah, well, that's different. But we got, it's just a phone. We don't yeah. have, like, I'm not actually being seen by all these people. Yeah. I think, I think we are being seen in a different way as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. Have you ever listened to the podcast through someone else's perceived perception yes. and be like, I wonder what they, let me listen to this and see how they are going to think about it. And then like, oh, mm. but then also that's just your perception of what they perceive. Yes. I had this conversation with someone the other yeah, day. Yeah. I'm like, diving too deep. That's too far away. It's too many things for me to think about. Like I, I don't have time to worry about how someone perceives. Right. And then guess what? You're making the perception based on your perception of what they're going to perceive. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> It's like a triangulation you made up. Yeah. I don't want to do it. (laughs) But the thing that made me think about, and I know this is very off topic and we'll pause after this, but it made me think like that's why we're so different to so many different people because all of any who anyone is is the perception that you have of them based on your own life experience. Yes. And so Lori Grimion is someone is like 50 million people depends on who interacted with her. Yeah. That's Depends awesome. on who you ask and how they know me, where they yeah. met me, what part of my life they met me in. But then also what they've gone through in their life yes. and how they are choosing to perceive you and who you are and how you present mm-hmm. based on themselves. themselves. Yes. It's crazy. This might have to be the next episode. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Perception. Perception. Ah! There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to take a little pause. Because <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, let me we check. have to time out on the actual podcast and we'll yeah. come right back. But we're not leaving you guys. Hey, buddy. Yeah, if y'all have any questions, right now would be the time to put them in the chat so that we can... um, Yeah, if you guys have any questions about narcissists or you have a story you want to tell about ever having...
So it's short-lived and it goes away quickly and then the next phase is devaluing. Okay, wait. Sorry, um, Spotify listeners. We had a little snafu. So let's go back to the love bombing again. Because <laughs> that, that is one of the biggest yes, red, red flags. flags. And I feel like if you have self-esteem and self-worth it can be very easy to misunderstand this Mm -hmm. as like oh you see my value because i have a healthy self-esteem and i know what i'm worth and so of course i'm gonna accept this you loving you know you right you showering showering me me with all of this thing because i am all of those things right I, I know this, so and when this you tell is, me this, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You see and this me. is how we got to this topic today, because I saw a, a real TikTok video, whatever it was. Yes. And it said um, that narcissistic men are attracted to strong women. And the, these are some of the reasons why, because it is someone who is worthy of idealizing and putting on a pedestal. And she and that's will. That's why they choose him, because she's great. And she, really she is, great. is really great. And she will or he, accept or he. it because they are someone who will do these things. They idealize people, seeing them as perfect and meeting all of their own needs. A narcissist looks at it like this. They may put their chosen individual on a pedestal. They will shower them with attention, compliments, gifts. So if you are someone who is a strong individual who has all your self-worth who says hey i am deserving of that treatment right all because i am y'all your ducks are in a row you feel worthy you know that you're worthy you put that energy out there this person is responding in a way that you feel like yes yeah that's how it should be i deserve a partner like this but i also think that a way to maybe not get yourself too far in Mm -hmm. is take a step back how much do they know about you? Right. How much do they know about you? Right. Do you know this, that, this? Like, how deeply do they know you before they put you on this pedestal? Right. Are they putting you on this pedestal prematurely? Because, yeah, I know I'm great. I look fabulous, blah, blah, blah. But how well do you actually know me? Right. Enough to say that I'm this perfect person for you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day... You know, it takes time to really know someone. You know, a lot of the, the dating world and out there, you know, you're meeting their representative, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's been said. You're meeting the representative that has been sent out to meet the people. And then as you get comfortable with the people and you're, you know, you then, you know, those not so great traits might come out. Your real self. And it's not necessarily that like people are out there trying to lie and hide it's just you know you go on it's the first impression you go on your first date you're probably going to dress a certain way versus after you've known that person for five months and they come to your house right you're probably not going to put on those same heels or do your hair like you're going to be at least for me in comfort comfort clothes and like this is what it is right because in the beginning it's impressive we are let's impress And, and part of it is a little bit you want the first impression to be good, but also you want to make sure that like there's more outside of just that, like yeah. outside of Some just substance. the, yeah, I was watching something about going on a first date and having it be coffee because then there is no candles. There is no ambiance to make the room like, right. Can we have a conversation and enjoy each other's company? Yeah. And so 
I think that for people who do have a healthy sense of self-esteem or a healthy um, view of themselves and they expect to be treated a certain kind of way in order to not get kind of swept up in Mm -hmm. that, take a step back. How much do they really know about me? How much have I divulged to them for them to know that I'm this perfect person for them? And then also, okay, but how much do I know about them? And how do we, I feel like that's a good way to kind of like carry on but not get too swept away with this person showering you with all well yeah because when you're being love bombed it's like oh it's it's almost overwhelming how much adoration they're pouring i mean when it was happening to me i was like all right come on rain Uh rain down make it rain make it rain i love this but the intentions were terrible yeah no Yeah. yeah it was definitely to secure the bag yeah and you, then and you were the bag i'm gonna throw the bag over here and yeah. i don't care <laughs> yeah i'll leave the bag with all this stuff too yes Ooh. yes so okay so we did the love bombing what was after <clears throat> that devaluing devaluing so yes. once they love bomb you and idealize you and build you up with all these compliments and gifts and shower you with attention then it's devaluing and discarding so that's just what we talked about get the bag and then throw the bag away so when the um, needs are not met anymore because the newness has worn off and it's not, it's not as exciting. I've already broken into the arenas that I wanted to break into by being with this person. I've already gotten what I need, you know, kind of leached off and sucked you know, what you need out of this person. I don't know if I would say it's, I just got what I needed. I think it's, I got what I needed. Now I need to put you in this place so that you stay here. Yeah. And put up with the bullshit that I'm about to give to you. Yeah. And the only way that a smart, secure person who is in, you know, in like love is going to do that is if I slowly cut them down. Yeah. And then that's what the devaluing and the yes. next. So they become, the they become critical, mm-hmm. cold, dismissive. There's a sudden shift of behavior that it's, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. And definitely like, hurtful. Wait, you just were telling right. me how awesome i am right and now you're like are you really gonna wear that as long as you don't serve a need for them anymore then now it's time to repel i don't know if i think that it's you don't serve the need i think that it is a mental manipulation on purpose it's not you no longer fill my need so i'm gonna devalue you this is almost like a step-by-step process Right. Like you think they intentionally want to break you down? Yes. But I think that's the only way that you're going to stay. But they don't want you to stay. This is saying they discard. So not. So at what point, like what timeline are we in? Right. Because there is like a certain timeline of through the relationship. It's love bombing. Then it's the devalue. I think maybe not discard. I think it's when they feel like they're done. Yeah. So that's the end of the relationship. I'm saying in the middle, there's the love bombing. There is the devalue, make you, yeah, make you feel shit about yourself, um, then throw you a little bone to keep you there and keep you confused, Mm -hmm. gaslight you, you're crazy, I'm, you're lying, I didn't do any of that. You made me do that. You made me, oh, well, yes, you, I was with you and that's why I did that. Yes. Um, and then there is that discard, but there's also a, a really dangerous part of that because if you discard them first that can be playing with fire because they didn't get to make that decision. Right. I think there's a part of if you're in that kind of relationship with someone where it's, it's in depth like that, the, at the first devaluing stage is when you go. That's when you say, 
okay, no, I do not deserve to be treated like this. Remember, we're this person with this high amount of self-worth and we're strong and we have our ducks in a row and we are the bag. So the first hint that someone is devaluing and doing this discard, what, you what go. What do you think that that would be? So we're talking about strong, very self Sufficient you know, women. Who have, yeah. Yeah. So I think as soon as you start to, let's say, usually, typically, this person tells you how fantastic you look in all of your clothes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now this person is like, those pants? You know, wear those pants? They, they look like shit. They make your ass look like shit. You kind of look fat in them. So once the so unkind feedback starts coming. Intentional. Intentional. See, because I don't feel like I, I ever looked at it as it's intentional. I looked at it. Oh wow, maybe I do look because because this person had built you uh, right this dream of like this is what you are used to receiving from them, and then the moment that they pull the rug on that, that is when they are devaluing immediately, or they might make little snarky comments to you, like just silly shit, like oh you're gonna eat that cheeseburger, the whole thing. So anytime like, things- the energy shifts. You need to have your eyes all the way open and say, hmm, what yes. is this? Yes. Because this isn't what it was. No. What's shifting here? Right. And then you have the in- internal conversation of, how does this make me feel? Does yes. this make me feel good? Does this make me feel terrible? And if it makes you feel terrible or start questioning your own worth and right. yourself, that's when you have to say, hold on, I need to take a break. And yes. Step back. Step back. And analyze. And, and have a conversation. Like, hey, you said this. Because there are some people, I'm sure, who might say the wrong thing, men and women. But most of the time, question like, the man, intention. Like, yeah, like what, what was your, why, what were you why trying you to that? achieve with that? What did you think that comment was going to contribute? Because no to woman ever. I don't care how self-aware she is. No woman ever wants her man to be like, "Yeah, you look fat in that. Don't wear that." Right? And there's a way to say everything. Yeah. And you could be like, mm, "That's not my favorite outfit on you." Right. Um, but if you're comfortable, wear it. If you're not, that's how I give anybody. How do you feel in it? Do right. you feel good? Yeah. If you feel uncomfortable and you're not like you're going to be weird about being in a different don't wear it. No. But that's what I'm saying is like I know that not all men like know how to give that kind of feedback, but we all know that like <laughs> now nah, you look too fat is not the answer. <laughs> or like are you pregnant? Yeah. Mm, don't do that one either. So like if your partner actively says some shit that makes you be like I think, I think, so what happens is if we look at this individual as a whole, right? Uh-huh. So we're not just looking at our partner suddenly says something that was a little offensive or out of character. We're looking at this individual as a whole. Shift changes. Are they a showboater? Are they, do they lack empathy? Do they, you know, like, do they have all these other qualities? And then you start to see that pattern. Right. Then when you get the devaluation, then you're like, ah, this this definitely, is what that is. yeah, is yeah. Definitely I definitely that think is. that I would see it. It's really way affirming. different now, knowing what I know, mm. having the the research that I have had on it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I hope that I would be able to tell, um, very early on in the relationship. Yeah, versus getting into like a really long term relationship with someone like right. That. So I think by like probing for, um like beliefs and values and boundaries. So understanding what this person's beliefs, values, and boundaries are would probably indicate 
what you need to know about them. And then just watching them. Because remember, I tell you all the time, people are consistent. They're going to show you who they are. Either you're consistently late, consistently early, consistently empathetic, consistently a shithead, <laughs> consistently a complainer. A co- you know what I'm saying? Consistently yeah. uh, optimistic or pessimistic. People will show you who they are. So if you watch without doing your own idealization of someone else. Imagination ships. Yeah. <laughs> like you Did gotta you read be, that thing I said? Yes. You. you have to be in love with who they yeah. are right now, not who you can or, or even just like see them becoming. You don't even know them yet. No. <laughs> no. A lot of it is no. Just You're, observe. A lot of times you'll make up the story of like, yeah. oh, who they are, what they could be, whatever what it could, no. Just one day at a time. Somebody's trash is somebody's treasure. So, yeah. like, somebody might see this person this way, and you might see this other. You might see them this way, but the idealization of them is is not where it's at. Just yeah. like you wouldn't want anybody to have an yeah. idealization no, and we do, of you. We've, we've talked we've about talked that. About yeah. that. Like, like, I present one way, but inside I'm a little weird, and so I might not be like the little cute blonde that you think I am. <laughs> Because I have crystals in my shirt. Right. Right now. <laughs> right. But it's true. Yeah. So there's a question that happens a lot, and it says, can narcissistic people change their behavior? So while it's possible, it's often challenging for them to, to recognize and address their behavior. So when you have someone who has nar- narcissistic traits and they are self-aware, that's like step one mm. to changing their behavior. You need introspection. So you have to be obviously self-aware. You're going to look at yourself and be like, what am I contributing? What am I presenting? How am I contributing this to everybody else's life that I entertain? And then you need maybe to have some professional help. So that's seeking a doctor. And I'll say this all the time, but we're not doctors, but we talk about stuff like this. Uh, (laughs) We do. Because it's our personal experience. And that's what makes us professional. I know. That's just the way you said it. We're not doctors, but we talk about something. It's facts. But also, there are doctors who you can go to and talk to, like therapists. Yeah, like, if you we feel do that like, too. If you feel like you've been called out, if you feel like personally attacked. A, a, a true narcissist would like be like, oh my God, they're talking about me. I'm a narcissist. I, I do know a person who is a narcissist and they admit to being a narcissist. They're like, yeah, I do have a lot of narcissistic qualities. And I'm like, it's nice of you to that's, admit that. Yeah, that's, that's fabulous. Because that means you, you are can't change unless you, Yeah. First step is admitting you have a problem. Yep. And so, there, there is, I follow a narcissist on TikTok and he is in like recovery treatment and he, you know, he's giving advice to all these people nice. about narcissism. He's not gatekeeping. Yeah. He's, no, he's not gatekeeping. Right, I he's love like, that. Look, this is why I would do this. I would do this for that. And it's like, damn. It's like, hear somebody say it out loud right. and admit it. Dang. You're right. Okay. He's giving pause, you all the intentions. Pause on the podcast. Question was, are narcissistic people aware of the manipulation and exploitation? They may not be fully conscious of their manipulation. Some have a heightened sense of self-awareness and intentionally employ these tactics. And some do not. It's like a subconscious. That's just who doing. they are. And this they is how they like, function. No, no, and I just I get concerned about the the depth that these people do not no. have because they're just kind of floating on the surface of seeking validation. I need praise. I need people to admire me, and I have to be you know I have to have the nicest of the nice things, and I have to have the hottest old lady, and 
or old man or whatever right. you know i hate even the saying latest that term. vehicle but. the flashiest everything yeah. about yeah. it yeah all that stuff i think with the little whatever yeah that what is that you know those little the dudes that wear like the sh- Shirts that are kind of unbuttoned, all their little their hair. Yeah, but they they always have like gold chain on and shit, yeah. you know, like that. <laughs> That's so funny. Is that it's gonna rain. Every Thursday. I'm Why? so glad. No, I'm Dude, not it's so glad. hot outside. I will take rain in any minute. I do not. All right. Want so the, rain. the best question: How do you protect yourself from the negative impacts of narcissistic individuals? Here we go. Enforce healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Number one, you have to know your own beliefs and values in order to set healthy boundaries. So the number one way to protect yourself from narcissists is to have and enforce healthy boundaries. Cultivate and keep growing your own self-esteem and self-worth. Also have a supporting individual in your life who you can bounce things off of soundly. Yeah, hey, they might be like, uh, is, this, is this really fucked up? Or is this like normal relationship behavior? Right. So have a support person. And then also too, like have a medical professional in your corner. So if you feel like, hey, my support person kind of thinks this is a red flag. I really love this girl though. And I then, like how you changed it because we're always go, Right, yeah. <laughs> go to your therapist and... Ask your therapist. Give them a rundown of the behaviors and the attributes and the characteristics, and they will most surely be able to tell you, yeah, either run or no, maybe this person just needs an X, Y, Z. Might I interview them and see them myself? Yeah, I mean, I remember knowing all of the things and being like, this is so crazy. Like, what? And then it was named. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what it was. And then I went and I researched, and I was like, oh. Oh my God. Oh this my God. It. This is it. It made it so much easier for me to comprehend what I had just gone through. Right. And I was like, okay. Now it, it just made everything make so much more sense. Yeah. And it makes a lot of things a little easier now because. Right. Because it's got a name. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have like a something wrong with your body. Yeah. Or something's off. And they're like, nothing's like, wrong. Oh, well, you're hold good. on. Right. Or they, they won't give you a name. And then finally, when you get the name, you're like, Oh, I see. Yeah, ADHD. what a relief! <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what that that's is? what I've been having this whole time. Okay, ADHD. cool. Now I know how to move through that. Yeah, a little. So there were a couple different articles I read about today and yesterday um, about this topic. We're not going to dive really deep into them here, but it's just food for thought for you if you're in in this type of situation, or maybe your friend is. Maybe this is something you want to listen up for. So, a showcasing superiority. Narcissistic people enjoy being seen as superior to others, including strong partners whom they view as conquests or trophies. So, Bolo. Not a trophy. Yeah, a little trophy. Do you want to be a trophy wife? I said that the other day this morning. I was like, it makes me want to vomit. The idea (laughs) of being somebody's trophy wife. I don't know, man. I I mean, listen. I think I could do it. No. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) Not. So you're thinking in terms of like, here, honey, you don't have to do anything. Here, honey, you don't have to do anything. Just show up to life and live our life. No, I'm talking about like, here, put on this outfit, pretend to be this person, make sure that you look this way, make sure that you you behave this way, make sure that that's what I'm talking about. No, like that's step like somebody wife controlling you. I don't yes. want to control. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's no. what a trophy wife is. No, that's your perception of a trophy wife. Okay, so what is a trophy wife? Trophy wife is just like 
Hold on, let's get Man, to the Google. You get to you get to be the I don't know, the nerdy dude who has arm candy. That's the trophy wife and you don't have to work. Okay, you take so care yeah, of the kids. I'm using the wrong word. Though. Yeah, definitely do. <laughs> because it does say a young attractive wife regarded as a status symbol for an older man. Okay, that Boom. is the wrong way. Okay, so what what else would it be called what I just said? That um stepford wife. Maybe that's be a, the best one. Uh, I think you would be being a victim. <laughs> step. <laughs> hold on. What is a step forward wife mean? That's probably like an urban dictionary thing because Stepford Wives was a movie, yeah. but it's turned into kind of like a what pop does it mean culture if phrase. You, a married woman who submits to her husband's will and is preoccupied by domestic concerns and My her dishes. own personal experience. I mean, appearance. So, yeah, I guess it's that too. Like. Uh, yeah, but I also do want to submit to the right man. So I don't know. I still have some working. I think there's do. like a balance of being of submitting. Like sometimes he needs to submit to yes. she and yes. sometimes she needs to submit to he mm-hmm. or she, she, he, he, whatever your life is. <laughs> yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yes. Every, I said guys. People. Sorry, human people of all people. types of relationships. That's and it. We've already, you know, we talked about however that works for ones. you. Yes. All right. Another topic. Yeah, that, I think. Yeah. Besides Stepford Wives <laughs> and, and, and uh, Trophy Wives, because I'm down with that one. But, not, but we're not young and now, anymore. I'm still for an 80 year old. I am hella. I young. mean, yes, I guess for that. But look yeah. at Anna Nicole Smith. That didn't yeah. turn out too well. But bad example. But <laughs> You get what I'm going with. <laughs> she was not. She didn't make good choices. All right. <laughs> Seeking validation. Narcissistic people seek validation from <laughs> strong partners as it boosts their ego and self-worth. The mirroring effect. Narcissistic people may be drawn to sm- strong people because they see qualities in them that they desire for themselves mm. so they feel like if i hang out around this person or throw myself in front of this person for long enough i'll i'll, be like I'll end up being like that or i'll be perceived mm-hmm. as being like that uh, role yeah role, i think it's more of i'll be perceived yes because they don't want to do the work well, no because they're be not like ever going to be that person mm-hmm. intellectual stimulation strong people typically possess intelligence and knowledge that can stimulate narcissistic people intellectually like it's fun like they're stimulated because you're smart but i i feel like regular people are like that too but they're doing it's the intention yeah their their intentions behind it like why are you engaging in you have to have all the other qualities too remember it can't just be right right, one person is engaged with you because that's why it's hard for me to differentiate it because i'm like what well but well, you need to have That's the why whole, I have really good friends. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Right. What, what do you think? You got to go down the whole checklist. It can't just be like, oh, well, this guy is interested in me because I'm smart and I'm funny. Right. Great. And I am. And you are. And that's great. But unless he's like all the other qualities right. of this narcissistic shitheads, uh-huh. then you're you're okay. But it, we got to have the whole checklist. Yeah. Yeah. We should maybe do that. Like implement like a mental health checklist sheet, like upon dating. Should that be a thing? Like, on like you know when you go to like the doctor to get diagnosed mm-hmm. with ADHD, you have to mm-hmm. fill out that the long questionnaire. questionnaire. Yeah. What if when we started dating, you fill out this questionnaire and you can kind of eliminate... Pre-date? Yeah, like like TSA pre-check. But you've already filled it out. Say it's like on a, a, a QR code. Like when you meet, yeah, you gotta like... Yeah, but what if they're like super, super manipulative and they lie about that shit and they're like, Psh, 
I mean, you know, when you take a test for a job and they're like, do you work well with others? Half the time the people do not, but they're like, yeah, I do. It's great. Yeah. You know, those personality tests before you get hired. Yeah. I took one. And I mean, I've lied on them before. Like you gave them wrong answers or not really lied on it, but I'd be like, what do I think they want to know? I mean, this was back in my people pleasing days. Yeah, no. But I mean, now I'm like, no, 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 no. I got one that I can send you in your email. You can take it. It'd be a good, insightful thing. A and do it honestly. Personality test. Yes, because it's only you and me that will see it. No, I mean, we could do it here. I don't care. I, you heard that? The me now, I don't care. Like, I'm right. going to answer it. But I feel like there is a psychological thing that, like, if you're smart and you read a question, like, there's some people who would answer it not even think how bad it's going to sound yeah and they'll answer it very honestly yeah but i think that there are other people who are psychologically aware and they're like hmm, i know why they're asking this shit i think and then they can <laughs> tailor their the same way that the narcissist tailors how they behave on a date or with the person that they're trying to date they're going to tailor their answers based on what they think that person wants, wants to, to hear, hear. That's why you got to be careful and you got to watch their actions and their words. All these other traits. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they're going to pretend that because, they because can fill the who job. You, who you are taking it. on date one and two is a preview. It's not mm-hmm. the real, that's the representative. Yes, that's the representative. <laughs> I mean, shit, I feel like people still do it like three months in. I feel like you probably don't really, Yeah. I think, I think you are the Some representative people. until you come to that first conflict. Like a big conflict. Like the big yeah. conflict, not the small conflicts that happen between principal's any office. strangers. Yes, <laughs> not the principal's office. But I think when you get to that big conflict and you can realize how the two of you um, either like face the conflict or direct it or challenge it or change it or manip- whatever they end up doing in that big conflict. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's when you really have that like, OK, now I'm this, trying to rewind and think of like the who first, this person I don't is. remember. Like, that's how they behave. You know, that's saying, like, you never know somebody until you break up with them. Yeah. Because that's, like, the biggest conflict. Yeah. I think the preview of that is in the first the first conflict in the relationship. That's the preview. Precursor. When you see that, then you're like, hmm, okay. This is what breaking up with you is going to look like mildly. Right. But the real thing is going to be. Right. Times ten. And I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm like, I wish you well. I hope that you find who I will you pray need. for your I happiness. I hope that you allow yourself to have the love that we all deserve. I really do say that. That's good. That's good. I just say I hope that you, you get, yes, get everything that you deserve. And I mean that genuinely. No matter what it means for I, them. But there are times where I know that what's behind that deserve. I, I know that I'm going to get everything that I deserve. So I'm just saying that other people should behave a way that they understand that they will they're going to get what they deserve everything they deserve and, and not all of it's going to be positive things some of it's going to be yeah. muy muy mal that's spanish for very very yeah. bad i still am like heal yeah. <laughs> i still want you to heal yeah anybody because it benefits the whole collective yes. if you do get better so i genuinely want for you to get whatever you need that, to, to achieve that, that. yes yeah and yep. sometimes that means you have to go to jail. All right. <laughs> How long have no we been talking about narcissists? Um, we are on forty minutes. <laughs> I feel of good about. Episode. I feel good about this being the the c- conclusion, conclusion of our narcissist talk yeah. today. Um, I don't. I feel like if we beat it up anymore, it's just going to be kind of humdrum and phooey. So, thank you guys 
for tuning in to our show about uh, about narcissists because it, this is a warning for anyone who's dating or in a relationship or um, thinking about it. You know, let's learn from our previous mistakes. Let's learn from our past. Let's learn from people that we've already um, encountered and uh, how to manage ourselves in a way that we can avoid. Yeah, and the only way to future. manage an actual narcissist is if they are open to evaluation, conversation, well, right. and growth. Right, and the other way is to manage yourself yes. and your behavior in and order to not yourself. <laughs> get in those relationships with these people or wait until they're healed or figure it out, whatever you decide. So um, thank you to Brightway Insurance for hosting us here today. These are our fancy schmancy water cups for our podcast. Um, thank you for giving us the space and all the equipment. And, and for hanging in when we have all these equipment malfunctions too. Yeah. Yes, and thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you being here. And um, thanks for you listening, listener people. You know, we love a good technical difficulty so um if you have any and we feedback, do we want your feedback we want you to tell us if it sounds funny and i think that that's what it was my volume was a little too loud because i haven't heard it since well so we figured that out i need to mute my mic and turn my volume down so, so we figured it out y'all remember that next time just tell us that okay <laughs> remind Thank us because we forget amari <laughs> said the other day that we're the forget family <laughs> I'm like, well, it's better than a few other things that you could say, you know? Like, if that's the worst thing you say, that we're okay that's with that. That's okay. okay we, oh, I forget some stuff. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then she's like, but I don't forget anything. Oh, the little sponge right yeah, there. Yeah, so I'm like, cool. That's fine. You can you be do the that one. You be the rememberer. Yeah. I like it. Yep. I like it. All right, guys. Stay cool. Stay dry, maybe. Bye. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Peace out. Love you. Bye. Yeah, dang.